0: First law of Ivanova's hair
1: doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner. Oh, good grief! Gonna,
0: do you know what it's like when clothes?
1: you and I being of firm New England stock— understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all what? judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain. What is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tinier horlogs. Cougar for Cocoa
0: Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot,
1: man. I think I've had enough of you.
0: I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 102, The Ragged Edge, in which Garibaldi goes on a secret mission which, predictably, goes south, and Jakar finds himself in an uncomfortable position.
1: Coming to you live, but in hiding from an undisclosed balcony somewhere on... Drazi Prime where we are hiding because we are afraid lest our butts be kicked by assassins. This is the name of the pod, the Babylon 5 podcast where we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program Babylon 5. I am John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend and co-host
0: Chris Tetro who you should be grateful is here tonight. Oh, why is that? Because I am I am passing up the opportunity to see possibly the Second best Prince cover band <gasps> in New England perform tonight to be here oh, with you.
1: Dude, big mistake.
0: I saw them perform. Right. You know, uh, a, 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 you know, last year at some point. Right. They were very good, but got on stage very late.
1: Oh, right. And, uh, right. Yeah.
0: And so I didn't get to stay for the whole show. Well, you know, they're playing in Boston tonight and uh, I'm passing on the opportunity and but they'll come around again. They'll well, come look, around again.
1: Here's the thing. Yes. If memory serves... They didn't get on stage until, like, 12.30 or some ridiculous late time, right?
0: I, yeah, we probably could finish up, although, you know, knowing us, this will be a seven-hour episode. Yeah, right, uh,
1: right.
0: Yeah, I could, I could, I guess, hop in my car and, and, and shoot into the city. Yeah. Uh, you know, and still catch, you know, the opening. Dearly beloved, beloved, beloved,
1: beloved, beloved, beloved. Uh, John and I went to a Stevie Wonder concert huh? last year. Without really knowing how Stevie Wonder concerts work. Okay. Where it was like, we arrived for the the opening of the show at something like seven. Yeah. And it was like three hours of the Stevie Wonder telethon. I mean, it wasn't, but it was like a three-hour oh. variety show beforehand. And then he came on and, you know, he, he played two whole albums mm-hmm. uh, as the show and he was I mean, what is he 75 years old and he was he was on fire but yeah. it, it was a five or a six hour performance and it was like are we at the grand old opry <laughs> right are we on a telethon yeah, yeah. what is going on here right uh we none we didn't have any idea um interesting yeah uh interesting much like this episode yes Nicely done, huh? Oh, nice, nice. Okay, now, Smooth. before we start, all right, yes. I want to go uh, back to our last episode for a moment, okay? This oh you have that look. I do. I've done something. That, no, no, no. We have done something, okay? Oh, dear. We did a 15-minute exegesis on masculinities in Babylon 5, and we never once mentioned Stephen Franklin. What is that about?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, Not even once. No, we didn't. I, we didn't you know, mention I have, his dad.
1: At... We didn't mention him. No. Nothing. What is that, that about? Is... Shame on us.
0: He is the poster child for issues of masculinity and, and moving away from toxic uh, messages of it, as right. you know, learned from parents. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Totally spaced that. Right. I suspect we didn't go there because of the very point that you raised which is we've already done the conversation about Stephen Franklin masculinity parent relations mm-hmm. being a son that 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 right um he doesn't really it's hard to parse him on the the timeline that we had because his relationship with his dad Mm-hmm. But if we would brought it up, we could have talked about Sheridan and his yeah. father as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was uh, kind of strange of us to leave to leave him out. I, you know, it
0: didn't even re- didn't even realize I was forgetting anyone. It was not a it was not an intentional omission.
1: Right, right, same, same. Uh, hmm. Yeah, we we I, I I sort of thoughtfully prepared what I was going to say, uh, you know, about the different characters. Never wrote his uh-huh. name down.
0: At least we got him in our recasting, didn't we? We did. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah, just to be sure.
1: Coming to you live from uh, from who knows where. This is Amateur Hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> from the Stephen Franklin apology closet.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah. I mean, look he 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 reads a bit like Sheridan to me. And so mm-hmm. yeah. And so he isn't really offering a, stri- a strikingly different take. Uh
0: but he definitely has growth in the span of the series. I for would sure. say he's much more bullheaded and stubborn, you know, season one, season two. And then when he goes around by the time he goes on his walkabout and kind of refines himself. It feels like you know, for what we've seen of him since then, which isn't a lot. Right. In 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 our defense, he hasn't had a lot of screen time in season five. Right. Uh, so I think we're, you know. We we definitely get that that kind of kinder, gentler Stephen Franklin,
1: yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. and we've often been displeased when Franklin seems to regress back into that, yeah, that mode that is so unhelpful to understanding that character mm-hmm. it seems like well he's he's sometimes he's He's not written the way he ought to be written.
0: Yeah, but I think all of us tend to backslide into the default positions when we're under stress yeah. or in 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 difficult situations. I know I do. I I you know, behaviors and and things that I have long, hopefully, long since extinguished. Will, sure, will bubble back up.
1: Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I so maybe. Th- That certainly registers for me
0: yeah Um, maybe that's maybe that's what was intended to be going on with him or maybe it's just you know kind of an out of out of order scripting yeah you know taking ideas from an earlier story and plugging them into a later one yeah yeah sure
1: i mean i i either way i thought it was it was remiss on our part so i wanted to bring it up
0: well, um, I'm glad that that we corrected that.
1: Yeah. Now with regard to this episode, I think mm-hmm. oh my word, thank God, finally a sort of a proper sort of season two, three, and four episode of Babylon five, a mm-hmm. lot of interesting stuff. Of course you bring back Londo and Shakar and give them some screen time and and you're in with yeah. a chance. Right? Absolutely. And you give us some Garibaldi yeah. action and how can you go wrong? We've right. got the three characters we want to see most in some respects mm-hmm. being basically at the center of this thing. and yeah. uh you know Garibaldi on uh you know kick buttistan the uh yeah. you know the capital of uh you know of of the the, the drazi collective uh-huh. um, you know in in typical garibaldi fashion he he is he is on the wrong foot because of circumstance. And then he wrong-foots himself further with his own Garibaldiness, right? Right, right. Yeah, talk about backsliding into
0: default positions when you're under stress. <laughs> right, uh, right. That's that's pretty much the definition of Michael Garibaldi. Full stop. Is is, it, and that's what we see here. You know, he's once he's he's made his threat and realized that he can't act against Bester, and I think I think that has damaged his. Psyche, his masculinity, yeah. in such a way that it has knocked him back into his into his alcoholism, right, um, and denial, right, and keeping secrets. Uh, you know, a, and I wonder if it had been anybody, how would the situation on the Drazzi homeworld have gone down if it were anybody other than Garibaldi
1: there, doing the so same work?
0: Yeah, let's say Marcus you know, goes off to do this mission. I think things go entirely differently. Totally. I think this is the this is the kind of story, this is the kind of of plot that finds Garibaldi.
1: Yes. He doesn't necessarily
0: generate it around himself, but but it's it's like he's he's going to have a noir story around him. Right. You know, the 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 bottle, the dame, the the investigation,
1: <laughs> right? Um, the fedora, you know, right?
0: The fedora. It's right. all. You know, he's gonna be. He's gonna Philip Marlowe. It, right? You know, the sidekick, yeah, right? You know, yeah. who you know, who gets who gets who know, gets whacked and you know, you get like one last word, gasp, as he as he dies, right? Uh, so, you know, yeah, and 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 Garibaldi you know, botches the whole job. Yeah,
1: you know, let's call it what it, it is.
0: Yeah, he really drops the ball on this one, and it's only by by pure blind luck that they get that button and get some sort of some sort of lead out of this, you know, the, to, to keep
1: the narrative moving along. Sure, sure, yeah, um, because we don't need any more a filler dead ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. precisely right. Yeah, we yeah, don't have enough time the, yeah, to do dead the ends.
0: Pooch is thoroughly screwed here. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and we still don't really know what that. Smuggler, uh, you, you know, what they were doing. Yeah. Right? I mean, we don't really know anything, which makes that button reveal kind of a nice... It moves the yeah. story, but it keeps us as the audience wondering kind of what's going on. And, yeah. and this is this is what this show rarely does. We know as little as the characters know. And so... We can really get into their head a little bit.
0: Well, we did get a little audience knowledge a couple of episodes back when we saw that it was the Centauri ships that were that's fair that were attacking. Yeah, so we knew that there was a Centauri involvement in some way, shape, or form. The button then kind of makes kind of confirms sense. that. Yeah, right. You're kind of, right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but but yeah, we exactly what was going on. You know, again, a good noir. You know, things are happening, and our hero and in our audience in this case, you know, are in the middle of it going, you know, I can't piece all of this together. What the heck is going on? Right. I'm, I'm in, I'm into a conspiracy that is way over my head. I've bumbled my way into the middle of this right. thing that I can't get myself out of. That's, that's the Michael Garibaldi show.
1: Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Um, and it's in some respects why I, I why I just, He can't help being who he is. Right. And unlike other characters, um, you know, uh, folks in the pre-show I was sharing with Chris that my partner and I had just finished watching season five of The Flash. And Mm -hmm. I'd said, I wonder when those writers are going to let Barry Allen learn anything. For some reason, I want Barry Allen to learn finally something, anything, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to change his behavior. But Michael Garibaldi... It is what it is,
0: right? Barry Allen. Barry Allen is possibly the most dangerous man in the multiverse, um, Quite. because he will he will act and do things. And We saw this with the whole Flashpoint storyline. Yes, you know, he will act. He will do things without any thought of consequence, and his his common sense, his uh, rational intellect, um, his instincts of anyway, they are all held by iris yes you know she is the keeper of his brain yes and and since he rarely listens to her yes right yeah she'll she'll you know she will give him the best advice you know say that this is how things this is what you need to do barry this and every time she's right every time yeah
1: yeah if only michael garibaldi had an iris west
0: yeah, that's the right. problem. He doesn't have he doesn't have that balancing factor. Right, uh, right. You know that a lot of characters need to have somebody. You know, you need to have that. Uh, you know, you need to have that counterpart to to kind of keep the balance. The Ernie and Bert. You know. Right. The, the the Joe Friday and uh, um. Oh God, what was Tom Hanks's character?
1: Lurch. I'm sorry, I don't no. know.
0: No, no, in, in the Dragnet movie was Joe Friday and... Oh, um, I have no idea. Oh,
1: Sorry, man. That movie was terrible.
0: I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. 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 It's in the show notes. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you know, what... What Garibaldi... ought to do, and what he actually does are often so out of alignment with each other that you want to watch just to see what kind of a cluster is going to emerge and how he gets out of it. Now, you could easily have decided, well, we've only got about 10 episodes to go. We're going to kill him. Yeah. Right? Because there there was a little bit of time there where I was like, I'm pretty sure they don't kill him. (laughs) <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do kill him. In this
0: hey, episode. there's still time, you know. <laughs> right? If he keeps on this path,
1: yeah. Um, and and we'll see. You know, we'll see how that how that proceeds. You know, at the the the, the diplomatic council afterwards,
0: mm-hmm.
1: with um, you know with with Garibaldi and Sheridan, Delenn mm. and Jakar. I quite liked that they put those lines about Jakar's analysis of how the Centauri court operates. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do not assume that Londo is the Londo you've known. Mm-hmm. He may not know what's going on. This may be another faction. And right. And he and Londo is on the knife's edge he doesn't know it he won't mm-hmm. he even if I told him he wouldn't believe me right right, right. so you, you know he's in, in a
0: pod Londo and Garibaldi
1: full stop
0: you know they right. they're they're gonna they're gonna blunder their way into situations that they have no right being in
1: right right um,
0: and yeah you know the only reason that Londo's alive is because someone wants him alive right Jakar points out so right. You know, th- there's definitely stuff going on there. Right. That is, again, he's in over his head.
1: Yeah. Did you think it was strange that Captain Lockley was not part of that foursome?
0: I did. Uh, I noticed that she was absent from entirely from the episode. Yeah. I um, I I I chalked it up to the the shooting schedule of season five. Yeah. And I I seem to recall reading somewhere that they had to. They had to really kind of short the the actors on how many episodes they could be in in order to fit into the budget. Oh, I see. For the season, so so you, you don't get you, know, you you get stretches of episodes without Lockley or without Sheridan, uh, you know, playing you know, other than you know maybe just a, a momentary role or, or not at all. Yeah. Um, huh. So yeah, you know, it, it it certainly felt like it felt like she should have been there. But if, at least at the first discussion, the second discussion where they're after they they learned that Londo has that talked about the button and they're like, "What's going on with this?" Um, that I, I I wonder if they would have kept her out of anyway.
1: Yeah, maybe Which not
0: knowing not knowing her as well as they know each other.
1: Right. Yeah, they've been at this a long time. Yeah, and. I think that Sheridan would have probably defined this as alliance policy and not Babylon Five, and therefore she shouldn't be there anyway to maintain, you know, kind of the d- 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 yeah. the d- d- that sort of political, mm-hmm. d- you know, distinction that he established at the beginning of this season. Yeah, yeah. They were I in his
0: know- office, not hers,
1: right? Yeah, I yeah. Think they're using the same set for both.
0: Yeah, but, but it's yeah.
1: Oh, it's just something I I sort of remarked
0: on. Yeah, she wasn't there at all in this episode. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. Now, stepping away from the Garibaldi insanity, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. We we find ourselves with sort of another kind of insanity, at least from Jakar's perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see the death of a cult leader. (laughs) Mm-hmm. yes in the last episode and the emergence of a new one maybe in this one yeah so what did you make of that
0: well you know the, it it definitely seems you know there's there's a there's a sort of a swell of devotion to Jakar here that we didn't really we didn't see so much with byron right i, I feel like maybe because his followers were all silent but and this, creepy this, yeah, and, so I, and weird. Creepy. Well, I mean, this is this is kind of creepy too. This is like you know Beatles landing at JFK, kind of hysteria almost when he comes back on the station. Yeah,
1: but but there, I mean, there is that sort of hysteria, right? But that feels like fandom to me, uh-huh. whereas the sort of silent, dewy-eyed bi- mm-hmm. Byronistas mm-hmm. all felt like they'd been. Programmed like they were in Logan's Run or in some kind of like dystopian yeah. movie, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. the the adulation of Shakar felt like, I mean, like you said, it felt like the Beatles getting off that airplane. Yeah, which I don't know doesn't read as culty weird. It just reads as like whoa, 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 everyone settle, settle down.
0: But they've, but they've bought into it so hard. Yeah, all, in such a short time. Yeah. Uh, You know, the 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 later scene where with the put your face in the book. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. uh, yeah. You know, that that guy's like, well, you know, if it's in the book, it doesn't matter if you wrote something on page one and then you grew by the time you get to page 500. And you're every word in the book is equally true. You know, it's 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 a it's it's the. Uh, the the enthusiasm of a convert i guess right or someone who has 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 jumped into something and I, I maybe maybe i'm forgetting i just don't recall that being kind of an element of the Narn culture no that 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 longing to have something to latch on no
1: i mean, I, th- I think that that in the past we've seen that there's Religious observance, you know, we've seen mm-hmm. Jakar's obsession about symbol, mm-hmm. ritual; those are all there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, directing it towards a living person, right? You know, Book of Jaquan is an old book, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you can you can almost imagine how someone offering a sixth gospel, mm. right, yeah. or a fifth gospel T-today. might, might yeah. you know, today might might be taken, right. Yeah, you and were it,
0: including Thomas,
1: I understand. I, I was including it. Thomas, yeah, in my mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it may simply be that the that the the Narn who exist on Babylon Five are already sort of leaning Jakharist by whatever their uh-huh. own their own, for being here in the first place. You're already sort of wired a certain way, and yeah, everyone maybe. on Narn itself is like, you know, this Book of Jakhar is a bunch of it's a bunch of hoo-ha.
0: Well, right. you know, it may be a bunch of hoo-ha, but it sold a lot of copies.
1: Thousand
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought that was great. Yep. You know, Katsulas is such a he's such a good actor. Ah, so right? good. That that yes. his you know his rising incredulity, mm-hmm. right? Uh every single other like guest actor who I've railed against on this show. Would have ham-handed that to the point where I would have hated it, but in Ch- yeah. in, in hands, like mm-hmm. I know exactly where this is going, and I just love oh, watching yeah. you. I love watching you work, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, definitely so. So the the reluctant, the reluctant shikar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who has to sort of be dragged against his will to talk to these people. You've got to talk to them. Right. You can't leave them out there. It's going to disrupt the whole operation of the station. Right. doesn't matter that you didn't want to lead and that you don't think that you're the leader. You wrote the book. Now you're the leader. Suck Mm -hmm. it up, kid. Yep. Get in there and do your job. Right. Well, Shakar is always going to be sympathetic to that. Right. Right. I have a role. Okay, I've got to do this thing. I've got to do it. All right. I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Duty. Duty. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I loved the the contrast between Byron and his followers and Mm -hmm. Jakar and his followers, and it got me thinking about you know sort of our critique of Phoenix Rising Mm -hmm. was does JMS even care about this story? And I wonder if maybe he had written himself into a culture, a telepath culture that his directors had directed to look and feel Mm -hmm. a certain way and his casting director had casted in a certain way that he wanted to resolve it as rapidly as possible because he himself... Didn't buy it. Mm. I think his own, yeah, his own belief system, his own personal mm-hmm. sense of the way the world works, and I'm drawing this from from becoming Superman and from other yeah. things that he's written, um, is much more sympathetic to, Shakar yeah, uh, than to Byron, yeah. And it's one thing to write about vorlons and shadows and to sort of place them in kind of opposition to each other i I wonder if he just got himself to a point where he just uh, well, it's all filmed now, yeah, you know I don't think i would have i don't think I would have written this this way, and so let me just kind of be done with it, and what we're reading is. Uh, you know this kind of weird distance
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the material that doesn't it doesn't feel right.
0: Yeah, I, that that reads to me, and I and I think also he knew that he knew the end that these characters were going to come to. Yes, you know he he you. I I have to believe that he's got the arc plotted out and then goes in and and works out the details of totally. each of the episodes yeah. and the beats and whatnot. Yeah. So. From the get-go, he knows that these telepaths are going to come to a bad end. Right. And that, you know, that Byron is not going to be the big inspirational change-maker agent that you that he, he wants to be. He wants to, J.M.S.R. wants to show us the failed cult leader. Right. To, because he knows on the next page, we've got the rise of Jakar. Mm-hmm as successful. So maybe he's playing it as a contrast, but I think, you know, I think if you go in and you're thinking, all right, well, these characters are disposable and they're going to be gone in nine episodes. So I'm not going to put as much thought into their development as I am in, into something that is coming out of Jakar who we've been living with for five years now. Yeah. So it's, I think it's a combination of those two things.
1: Yeah. That, that, that resonates for me.
0: Yeah, um. yeah. Because it's it's. I could see I could see JMS kind of going into the desert and becoming the Jakar esque kind of prophet. Sure. I I could not see him setting up a a Byron esque uh, cult around himself. Right. Of with long flowing hair and uh, you know
1: silences and group hugs. Right. I mean, and, you know, Becoming Superman talks about the fact that JMS was involved, you know, at at a a not peripheral level with one of these 1970s, (laughs) you know, kind of uh, cargo cults, like a UFO cult. You know, it's not quite Heaven's Mm -hmm. Gate. It's not quite to the full level of, you know.
0: But it was, uh, you know, it 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 sounded pretty scary. Right. But it sounded
1: pretty serious. Right. Yeah. So this is someone who knows his way around this kind of thinking and yeah. these kinds of behaviors, right? And doesn't like it. And doesn't much care for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to write a character like Byron to be a hero or sympathetic if kind of deep down inside you really just despise everything that he's doing.
1: Right. You don't buy it in the first place. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. that that he doesn't buy it. Um, Jhar as a spiritual leader, that's rather resonant for me mm-hmm. because of the journey he's on. It makes sense for him to be in this place. Mm-hmm. He's always enacted a Narn spirituality to all of the things that he does. And thinking about it and really being thoughtful about what his people need, leading him to this place, it feels deeply authentic mm-hmm. in a way that maybe we're not going to see with every other character, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the Garibaldi back in the bottle stuff. I mean, you know what I think about that. Um, yeah. You know, and I think the Garibaldi on Drazi Prime was totally Garibaldi, but mm-hmm. yet the, the 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 rest of it around him doesn't quite land as well for me as as other things do. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um switching gear? Yeah, yep, please. The um the Stephen Franklin taking the gig. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well now it's well. the very first, the first card played in the. We're wrapping yes. this thing up,
0: right? right? Right, and he's, but he's not starting until you know January first at when the season. That's is when run, things January start, right? So, yeah, <laughs> so he's, so he's, he's basically given his six month notice, right? Um, you know, and and uh, it's, it, it feels like it's a little early to be. To be giving those kinds of notices, but yeah. uh, I'm sure time—I—I I, don't—they probably said what month it was in this episode, but uh, uh, things will go along faster than than expected for the remainder of the season. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's—I mean, it yeah. He—he he struggles with it. It's—it's it's a dream come true, but you know, he's been here for four and a half years. It's the—the the place he's right gone through a lot in and grown a lot in and so right. you know like anything leaving leaving behind a gig that you've been at for that long with that kind of intensity is is tough
1: yeah i i, I could uh, i can appreciate how hard it is to to give up a good gig for a different mm-hmm. good gig right yeah um and i thought that 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 scene with him and with sheridan was really nicely it was nicely acted yeah it felt authentic
0: yeah, it did it yeah. definitely did yeah, yeah. Um, you know, i feel like his this new opportunity won't give him the, the new the new job won't give him an opportunity to have that other side where he's kind of running the clinic in in the you know in, in the down below the down below sectors you know helping out people directly that kind of activist side of him might not have an outlet mm-hmm. so that you know, I guess if I'm putting myself in his shoes and thinking about whether or not to take that kind of position, um, you know, maybe he thinks that he can just do a lot more good from that position mm-hmm. of, of greater authority in Earthdome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, it's starting to, you know, starting to pack the chairs up at the end of the
1: night. For sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, in some respects, it's kind of, it's kind of too bad because... We're continuing to see this kind of evolution in the, not just in the characters, but in the CGI and in the, you know, the, right. the way that the show, you know, looks. It's so much better looking now than it was when it started just by virtue of the technology. Mm-hmm. And their set design and their uh, their interiors design improves even though they don't have any more money. You know, I mm-hmm. thought that, uh, you know, the description of the Drazi... Homeworld oh. as having these sort of really narrow streets, you know. Yeah. I, I just I love that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Coming, uh, a people who who sort of grew up outdoors. Yeah. And and how that how that trickles to impact your architecture. Yeah. Um, was great. You know the the sweeping vista that looked like it was Athens. Um, right. You know, was was really nice. Yeah, I thought um, that was nice. Yeah, I, I I like these kinds of nods. You know, sociological nods to uh, to to other cultures and kind of seeing, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're an outdoor people. Oh, okay, well, that's interesting. What does that mean about the weather on on the Drazi home world What does that mean about this and that and the other thing? Right. And yeah. 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 Clearly, if you you know, you have to have a a largely temperate climate. I mean, you're not going to have a, you're not going to have a civilization uh, that's an outdoors people. You know, in New England, you
1: know, D- not when eight
0: when he- months out of the year, you know. Right. Your bits will start falling off at any given moment right. if you step outside. Right.
1: Yeah. Unless you're physiologically adapted to it. Which the Drazi are not, clearly. Yeah. They right. don't
0: seem to be. Right. I mean, who knows? I haven't cut one open and checked, but Really? I'm just saying I'm no doctor.
1: Have you seen the T shirt where <laughs> it, it has like every instance of Doctor McCoy saying, you know <laughs> and it's like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a, a You know, and it shows like a stethoscope, not a, you know, it's like brick layer, right? Uh (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So what else we got? We there? I
0: think we're there. I think that, uh, I think this was a nice tight little episode. uh, Just like ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I, uh, if we wrap it now, I might, I might be able to go and uh, get a drink before, uh, before the purple one gets on stage. Look, a little snack and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, folks, we we hope that you uh, enjoyed this program and you enjoyed the ragged edge, and you're going to stick around with us because we go to a slightly darker place <laughs> next week to PsyCor uh, headquarters for a uh, a bester forward episode. Mm. A little strange uh, at this yeah. stage in the game. I'll have some comments yeah. on that when we get to our next episode. As will uh, I. The corpse is mother. <laughs> The corpse is father. Lots of corpses in this episode. Lots of corpses. Yeah, lots of corpses. Uh, Find us on Facebook. Email us. Write to us. At me on Facebook. Don't don't at me. No, don't don't at me. 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 Right. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.